Tony. Show me your tan. <laughs> How's that? Nice. So how was your vacation, Alex? Oh, Jim, you know, I I needed this vacation. I, I know you're up to your shoulders in snow. and uh, Try, you know, You're not kidding. I feel sorry for you, but uh, I needed to get the heck out. And it was great. We did some fishing in the Indian River, caught a redfish uh, and uh, Cabbage Patch Jeff. Skinned him up and, ate, and cooked him for us. He was delicious. And then we went out We went out to NASA where, you know, we were... We were we were on the tour bus. Did, did you watch the space shuttle go up? Oh, no, you couldn't. No, we, we didn't do that. They are building a giant rocket down there, apparently, but the uh, the but the vertical assembly building is closed. But you know those huge crawlers that they use to get the rockets or the shuttle out to the yeah, launch yeah, pad? Yeah, I got one out back. I bought it secondhand. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're, they're, they're literally, like, as big as, like, if you have a, a, a six-lane interstate, one of the, the treads is on one, the northbound lane, and the other other one is on the southbound lane because it's that big and we were going by the tracks and it literally does it looks like a an interstate but just but a dirt road interstate and as our bus was going by the bus driver said and hey, you might like to look out to the left on the tracks and we <laughs> we're driving down and right in the middle of one of the tracks is this 10-foot alligator just sitting there. Wow. It's not like it, it's not like the track's coming. <laughs> I'm like, only in Florida would you have the space program and a dinosaur right next to each other. Hey, you know, the Russians already set up a dog, so time time for a gator. Yeah, well, you know, I think the first alligator in space can't be too far behind. With a senator. Yeah, with a senator inside. Hey, but I got to tell you, though, I, come on, you know, I'm sitting up here, it's blowing, it's cold, it's snowing, it's nasty, and you're posting pictures of palm trees and gators, and, you know, I didn't need to see that. I'm real sorry. I, I want you to know how deeply, deeply sorry I am. It sounds like it's skin deep. <laughs> I thought about you once. Once? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I did, because I took a picture of me looking down a plaster alligator's throat and I kept, you know, I wanted to caption it. Hey, Bernie, are you in there? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Bernie Sanders, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know how this show became about alligators eating senators, but it has, folks. Uh, so if you're just I, joining us. There's millions of people out there who wish they would. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, we better get enough of this tomfoolery. Well, they might get their chance if we get to, if one of our stories later on this, this show turns to be turns out to be true. The alligators and the senators might get to come together after. After all, roll it. <laughs> but in the meantime, I am back at my desk and it is time to roll the music. Uh, maestro, intro. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to MWMB. Our show is entitled Middle Aged White Men uh, Complaining. Uh, and uh, we are here. I am Alex Jeffries, nominally coming to you from the left. Um, and uh, across the aisle from me, across the country from me, actually across the border in Canada. He is so far to the north, I mean to the right, to the whatever he is. He's up to his shoulders in snow, folks. My friend and yours, Jim. You know, I, while you were gone, I was, uh, I was vilifying Congress for you, you know, in your stead. 
Oh, good. <laughs> and I did notice that uh, there have been quite a few announcements out of the uh, political arena, out of, out of uh, the, the great swamp, the great morass that used to be parts of Virginia, Maryland, and Maryland. Excellent. Let's 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 have some let's have some circus music while we discuss this. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, the uh, yes, indeed, a couple of weeks ago we reported, and this was one of my favorite stories, that Rand Paul, the champion of. Announcements. <laughs> the champion of announcements, yes. No, the, oh, the, oh, the, wait, the wait, so-called Alex, libertarian Alex, wing. Alex, before, I forgot. I, I was criticized because I laugh too much during these things. Oh, so yeah. I, I'm going to gotta tell you now, I'm going to do this entire thing with strict non-laughing decorum. I'm going to be perfectly serious. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, you know, people, you should know that all of the laughter in this show is canned. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, it's not. Go ahead with Red Paul. <laughs> Do- doctor. All right, you stop that. I can doctor, see where this doctor, is going to go now. Mr. You're not going to do anything. Just for me. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, Libertarian Rand Paul, running for the uh, presidency under the Republican banner, announced last March that... He was going to have another announcement in April. Um, well, April has come, and he didn't lie. He didn't lie. That's right. He didn't lie. He kept his first campaign project promise. He announced that he would make an announcement, and now he has actually made an announcement. And his announcement is that he is running for president. Oh, well, what a surprise there. Oh, who saw that one coming? Um, Ted Cruz, I believe, has thrown his... Sombrero into the ring, whatever he you know is. What? He's the Damn Canadian to Cuban his birth certificate. Yeah, he's the, yeah, exactly. He's the Canadian. He's the Canadian Cuban redneck candidate. I I, I don't understand Ted Cruz, but anyway, uh, if, if only he had some Nigerian roots, everybody'd be happy. Oh, oh my gosh, we'd get everything. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, and that birth certificate thing. I looked into it. Trust me, I looked into it. But he's covered. Apparently, his mother is an American, and so that yes, 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 that means that he's a natural born American, just like uh, just like John McCain who was born in Panama. And unlike Barack Obama, who was born of an American mother in Hawaii, uh, who obviously is not an American. George Washington technically was born in England. I, you know, there is a precedent here. You know, that is true. In fact, uh, I think probably all the way up to Andrew Jackson. And then the other big surprise. I never saw this one coming. What? What? Guess who's running for president on the Democratic side? She's going to announce tomorrow. Guess who? Um, uh, Rosa Parks. No. Who? Hillary Clinton. Nobody saw that one coming. She said she was going to run for president. She's been ducking it for four years now. You know, She's been I'm too busy it for four years. <laughs> I'm too busy. I'm I'm going to extend time with my grandchildren. Oh, I don't know. It's like who the heck didn't think she's been running? She's up in New Hampshire, going, "Where's the old man on the mountain?" <laughs> she took him for a vacation in Iowa for crying out loud. <laughs> That's right. And yeah, she had herself measured in New York City for designer bread bags so she could go up against <laughs> Senator Jody. She knows what it's like to be poor. She does. I, just like Senator Ernst, grew up with bag be- bread bags on my feet. I had baguette bags from the bakery on one foot. But it was whole grain. And it was good for you and gluten-free. Um, anyway, so... 
Yeah. So I guess we're all set with our so, presidential so races. So the latest cast of character, the, the, the first... The first wave of the ship of fools. Oh, my goodness gracious me. I wonder if Hillary will actually get to the end of the race this time as the Democratic nominee. You know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like your favorite baseball team. You don't care if they win the series. You just want them to win the pennant. Um, I, I don't really care. I'm not excited about Hillary Clinton. It's just that I'm even less excited about everybody else. Well, Alex, if one were to look at things logically and strictly, you know, like I do without laughing, it's 572 days until the election. Practically right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, I better start thinking about who I'm going to vote for. It's a year and a half for crying out loud. How? I, I don't even have a yard, my yard sign out yet. <laughs> Well, there's only so many guys with gazillions of dollars willing to contribute to the race. And if you don't lock them up early, you know, I mean, don't kid yourself. This isn't about us. This isn't even about the primary. This is about getting uh, uh, George Soros and the Koch brothers and, and, and all of our good friends to pony up their millions early on so that no one else can cut you off at the past. Gil Fulbright. Gil, I'm voting for Gil Fulbright. Gil Fulbright, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you want to see an honest politician, go to YouTube, look up Gil Fulbright. Absolutely. Oh, that is my the... Lord. I am so tempted to contribute. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, me too. We'll run a little piece of that, actually. I'll insert a little, a little tiny snippet of that, and then we'll tell you where to find it. I'd do anything to stay in office. My name's Gil Fulbright, but hell, I'll change my name to Phil Goldbright or Bill Fulbright or fill up my mouth with farts. So come November, the choice is clear. Do you want another spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? Or a spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? I'm Philip Amalfa with Farts, and I approve this message. Gil Fulbright is the man for us. He's, he's, done, he's done snippets on net neutrality, on, on health care, uh, you know. He's got more? I just saw his original candidate. He's got more. Oh, oh. He's, oh he's, he's running hard. He's, running, he's in for the long haul. I just saw his original campaign. Uh, I just saw his original uh, his original ad. Oh, my goodness. This, this. I think he's setting his sights too low for Kentucky. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious me anyway if you want to learn more about this truly amazing and completely fake politician i urge you all to run do not walk to honest dot Com. That's honestgill.com. You'll learn about his campaign for the Kentucky Senate seat in 2014. And I don't know what he's going to do next, but I hope to goodness this man runs for president. Honestgill.com. Let's see. What else? What else was, was interesting this week? All right, I have to admit that I have not had a chance to truly check this out, and I am. So oh, that's because your cabana boy didn't bring you the paper along with your drink with the umbrella. In it? No, that's because I just saw this article yesterday, and I could have prepped for my show with you, but I decided to sleep in and do something constructive instead. That's what I do every week. Yes, I know. Anyway, um, <laughs> hey, so I hear the Congress wants to sell something. Yeah, apparently, and 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 this is what I. 
I want to look into this. Um, most of the stories that I've found so far are coming from the left-wing environmental lunatic press. So, you know, it's... it's. But the New York Times... No nukes! No nukes! Yeah, exactly. But the New York Times has actually made a mention of it, and, and I haven't had time to do my research, so I guess I will we'll report more on that uh, next week, because I'm sure it won't go away. Um, but according to an article uh, that I read, um, the, uh, the national parks... Uh, have been, uh, let's see, the, oh, here it is. Last month, nearly every Republican in the Repu- in the United States Senate voted on a budget amendment which would allow states to seize public land, and that means that every national park in the country would be subject to the whims of state lawmakers who could authorize the selling of these lands to private industries for exploitation. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, wait a minute. Have you seen the prices up at, uh, you know, Grant at Yellowstone? They're already exploiting us. Yes, but at least you and I... That's the people's land. It should be free. Yeah, it should be free, but it should be free for everybody. It shouldn't be free for the mining company, the oil company, the lumber company. That's how we stay free. Oh, oh for the love of God. <laughs> Oh, you just made me break my promise. I sure did, man. How can you, uh, you know, I know you, James Martell. You are a Theodore Roosevelt Republican, if there ever was any. This is your party's great legacy to our country. This and, and, and victory in the war between the states. You know, it's the... And, yeah, and uh, Korea. Korea? No, Korea was our fault, wasn't it? Well, that was kind of a tie, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was our president and your lunatic general, but anyway. Um, no, no, Eisenhower's a Republican. Yeah, he cleaned it up. Well, you're the one who started well, it. Well, Mac- MacArthur's the one who screwed it up. Um, oh, there is that. You know, so, you know, anyway, I, I, I'm thoroughly willing to blame it all on, uh, on, uh, on, on MacArthur. But at any rate, so according to, you know, and again, this is the alarmist. I want to find out what this bill is really all about. But um, the uh, right now, basically, it looks like that if this were to go through, and of course it won't because Obama will veto it. But it's still just it's crazy. Republicans throughout the century have fought for this sort of stuff. Even Ronald Reagan, who hired James Watt, one of the worst environmental secretaries ever. Hey, 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 hey. He had a woman, a black... Uh, two Jews and a, a woman... Two Jews and a, and a cripple or something. <laughs> two Jews and a cripple, yeah. For those of you that don't remember the 80s, that was what James Watt said about his ethnically and, you know, balanced... Culturally, culturally diverse. Staff. Yep, and uh, that was the, probably the last thing he said as Secretary of the Interior. <laughs> that was the last thing he said before he was invited to leave. I have a Jew, a black, two Jews... <laughs> a black, a woman, two Jews, and a cripple. Yep, great guy. Anyway, Ronald Reagan, who hired the man in the first place, said, and I quote, the preservation of parks, wilderness, and wildlife has also aided liberty by keeping alive the 19th century sense of adventure and awe which our forefathers greeted the American West. Many laws protecting environmental quality have promoted liberty by securing property against the destructive trespass of pollution. In our own time, a nearly universal appreciation of these preserved landscapes, restoring water. Oh, no, that was my impersonation of Reagan at a board meeting. 
Yeah, that, 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 Reagan was bored at all the meetings. Um. Yeah, all right. You know what? This sounds like it's like one of those taken out of context. Oh my God, uh, I have pr- I have proof about Benghazi things. Yeah, it, it does. It does sound like that, and that's why I said I want to look into it a little further. But then this particular version of the Republican Party has a habit of doing those things that you're like, no, you've got to be kidding me. Hey, so you know, all right, you look into that, but you know what? There are more important things on our DACA today. More important things. More important. Yeah, okay, what do you got? Well, I first, first, a person who everybody north of the border hates to admit, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, preserving American self-respect in the face of Canadian smugness for 13 years. <laughs> I think he's like 22 now. Anyway, that... He now has an Interpol arrest warrant out for him from Argentina. Oh, Inspector Clouseau will be right over. Well, no, apparently uh, he was there a couple couple years ago and uh, got himself into a little mischief and had a court date and he failed to show up. Wow. So the judge, who was a bit miffed that nobody showed up in his court, has now issued an arrest warrant and asked Interpol to put him on, like, uh, you know, uh, the, the world's most wanted. Well, which is kind of an oxymoron because nobody really wants him. That's right. Shaking your fist at the Argentine justice system. Now that takes cojones. <laughs> well, be, don't cry for me. But, you know. <laughs> don't cry for me, Justin Bieber. The truth is, you did to show up. <laughs> Come to my courthouse. <laughs> we want to arrest you. <laughs> you won't like the big house. Yes, he didn't show up. Uh, and so we'll we'll see, you know, how, how this... Maybe maybe he's already planning uh, planning to to take a trip. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so to some place where Interpol's fingers don't reach, like perhaps Russia. Oh, there's a segue for you. Oh, now did you did you see that this week the Russian government, which of course means Vladimir Putin, has made it illegal. This is according to the Washington Post to put oh, up. Wait a a- Roll the music. Roll the music. Oh yeah. Putin, one who's not mocked. Who can't be photoshopped? Yeah. Okay. So the Russian government. Uh, and you did teach me a new word today. I will. I'm going to go right out uh, and say you taught me a new word. What's that? That meme or mem or meme? Oh, a or meme. Mem. I mean, I thought a mem was something like your old grandmother. No, that's a mem. The meme, uh, an internet meme, meme is uh, is is you use them every day. It's those little pictures that show up on your Facebook or in your Twitter, and it's got like a picture of a little cat, and it says, "I can has cheeseburger," or uh, you know, all, all those. And, and the more popular they are, they sort of go all over the place. And then, and then you know, people do well. Gil Fulbright would would be an internet meme now. He would be. Yeah. He would be. So there. There you go. So, but so they're usually single oh. pictures with captions, you know, and then, and then, you know, like Obama's hope poster that became an internet meme, and then everybody started to alter it. Uh, I think your personal favorite is hopeless and spare change. Um, but you know, <laughs> and anyway, but in Russia, Vladimir Putin and his people. Oh, I, wish I had thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bet Obama does too, because over there, Vladimir Putin has actually made it illegal. 
this is according to the Washington Post, to put up any Internet pictures with writing on them, which, and I quote, it is illegal to publish any Internet meme that depicts a public figure in a way that has nothing to do with his, quote, personality, close quote. The oh, Russian, wait a minute, but that, uh, there's so many things you can do then. The, you know, the Russian agency who is in charge of freedom to censor the Internet said these are ways of there are these are ways of using celebrities images violate the laws that govern our personal data and harm. Get this and harm the honor dignity and business of public officials, according to the policy announcement. Um, well, obviously, that wasn't written in the United States because there is no dignity among the public officials. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. None of our politicians are stupid enough to claim that there is some kind of dignity associated with their office. Look at Nancy Pelosi with a big gavel saying, we have to pass it to see what's in it. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, she, did exactly. she did say that one. Yeah, exactly. Mostly what this means is no more pictures of Putin crying with captions that say you mad um so anyway I mean, that's a thing. That's a thing. Good big picture of Vladimir with his eyes full of tears, and it says, you mad? Like, you know, in internet ease. Um, so, so so Putin on a Ritz is out? Yeah. <laughs> Putin on a Ritz. When you're bored and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putin on a Ritz. Putin on a Ritz. Um, let's see. Okay, well, that's that about Dutch it for me. Normally, normally we would uh, have a little, a little uh, musical interlude, wouldn't we? Yes, normally we would, but for some reason I checked my uh, email this week, and unless I missed something, there is nothing in it from Cabbage Patch Jeff. There is no song, no performance. Nothing this week? I mean, maybe he got tied up at the Barbados dolphin skinning competition or whatever the heck he was it, it, it at. Could have been. I mean, he has been catching fish for, for people like, like nobody's business this week. Uh, you know, he, he just... Wait a minute, don't you, if you hire the guy... Aren't you supposed to catch your own fish? Doesn't he just drive the boat? Well, he's supposed to take you to where the fish are. Oh. You know, I mean, because in theory, you can go fishing by yourself and not catch anything. I do that all the time. Um, do, you, do you use dynamite? <laughs> I get all kinds of fish. <laughs> Not only that, but they're almost all the way cooked through. I just throw them in the microwave for a couple of minutes. When I get home, they're ready to go. I got some fish and we'll boot the bobcat once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no, no. It looks like no musical interlude this week from Cabbage Patch Jeff. Uh, we'll have we'll have to do it for him at the yeah, end. Yeah, I guess you know it's like where oh, where is Cabbage oh, Patch Jeff? Why did he leave us here all alone? We went down to the dock, but we did not find him. We wanted music, and he was gone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, anyway. All right, well, in that case, I guess that's going to have to lead us. I guess that's why we leave the music to pop, huh? Anyway. Um, the- yeah, yeah. Hey, no, hey make, make that sound again. It's a good segue. Okay. All right, this week's salute. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's get that salute music rolling, please. Boom. <laughs> All right. Uh, with your permission, Alex, it is a, it's an, a very special anniversary. Yes, it is the 100th anniversary of the uh, brutal assassination of Abraham Lincoln, which even a dedicated Confederate like myself can take a moment to mourn. Um, so I think that's very patriotic of you to choose Lincoln for our salute this week. Actually, that's that's not the one I would. That's not the one I was thinking of. Oh. Oh, well, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost the anniversary, which, oh, no, actually, eight days, eight and six. Eight and six is uh, 13. Uh, no, it's 14. And uh, so in a couple of days, it's the anniversary of the sinking of U-1206. It was not sunk off the Earl or the, 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 the Earl of Butt or whatever the, it was the, last the, week. The, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, the, the butt of Earl. The butt of Paul or the, the, the butt it, it, it was but it was sunk off the uh, off the coast of Scotland. Okay. Well that's very interesting. I'm assuming this is a World War Two incident. It is a World War Two incident and uh, it was And why are we celebrating this instead of Lincoln? Well let's let's do a little background. Okay. This was a very, this was a very special boat. It had a, a special compression system that the Germans had developed late in the war that actually increased its ability to, for depth that increased its speed and and you know it, it guaranteed almost certain supremacy for for submarines at the time but worked into the system it even had a special compressed air toilet that worked through the worked through the whole compressed air system to make it you know dive faster and do things so on the first and only patrol started on April 6 1945 it lasted only 8 days they went uh, they left Norway headed to the British Isles in search of allied shipping all went well until on April 14th a crew member reportedly the captain used the toilet had trouble operating it and he opened the wrong valve <laughs> water entered the submarine which was flooded in the forward compartments the batteries it caused poison chlorine gas to form through the entire U-boat they had to abandon ship to bring it to the surface now of course they brought it close <laughs> what is the German for get a plunger get a plunger god damn it <laughs> they brought it up to the Scottish coast and they were busy bailing it out when here comes the British Air Force <laughs> yeah they are yeah they lost the ship so <laughs> oh you think that's the pain of the ass mate wait a wee you see what we're gonna put in your toilet um <laughs> Charlie I'll give you a point if you can drop it right in the loo <laughs> <laughs> too late the captain's name was Carl Adolph Schlitt. Of course it was. So, because of Schlitt's... Carl could have kept his Schlitt closed. <laughs> if he didn't need a Schlitt <laughs> and didn't pull the wrong handle off his submarine, he would not have... Where Schlitt he'll ever take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, granted, okay, the war with Germany only lasted another month or so, so they weren't prisoners long, but he was the only U-book... <laughs> Only you book, you book, you boat to, to be sunk by a dump. 
<laughs> the dump that ended Nazi Germany's war at sea. I bet all the other all the other captains are in the control rooms holding it, going, "Oh my god." <laughs> Oxaliva, thank God it's not me. But Captain... Meanwhile, Schlitz probably like, God damn it, Shung, I shouldn't have had the beans last night. God damn it. Up the hill. So, I think... Oxaliva, unbelievable. Poor Captain Schlitz here, you know, 60 years later, 70 years later, I think we should... uh, I think he's certainly worthy of our salute. Oh, this is a man who deserves the notice of a small piece of the public. And so, mein Kapitän Karl Adolf Schlitt. Wait a minute, I can't salute that way. I'll do it a different way. Pull up your uniform trousers, my friend, because we here at MWMB looking at you for sinking your U-boat with a well-placed pile of poop. Salute you. Salute you. Double. Yeah. Oh, do not push the red handle. Okay, Maestro, let's have that music in so we can get on out of here. Next week, we'll uh, we'll uh, go de- delve deeper into more important stories. Delve deeper. <laughs> yeah, there we have it. It's a, it's not a good show, but it's a it's a done show. That's you know another one bites the dust. I can't make a toil sound. Another one bites the dust. That's all right. We got we got sound effects for that. Sorry. Okay, he's got to stop laughing. Um, I couldn't make it through the first 10 minutes. We've done it. It's over. Um, I hope so. <laughs> you know, the best Cabbage Patch Jeff story, I, he was out fishing with some people from England once. This is a true story. He was out fishing for some people from England once, and the... Uh, the the boat sort of ran, it had some engine problems. And so he's like, well, I got to get us, pull us into shore so that I can walk back and, and get a new engine filter or oil filter or whatever it was that that he does. So that meant he had to actually jump out of the boat and walk it into shore. And, um, you know, this is Florida. And so the British people on the boat are like, well, you can't jump out of the boat. There's an alligator over there. And he jumps in the water and he looks back up and says, that's all right. I'm not going to hurt him (laughs) i love your dad (laughs) me too me too only cabbage patch jeff he said to me later though he says what i didn't tell him was that i was scared to death of every snake that i was going to meet between the boat and the shore